This podcast is brought to you by Hodgepodge Productions. Enjoy and frown this. Hey, this is Cole Jones, and you're listening to the Hodgepodge Podcast. This is Richard Schroeder, and you're listening to the Hodgepodge Podcast. Hey, it's Derek Norsworthy, and you're listening to the Hodgepodge Podcast. Hello, everyone. It is Murph from Jokers. I'm here in my hotel room. There's my blankie. These things are not important. Here's what is. You've made a choice to listen to the HodgePodge podcast. Not a bad choice, my friend. You are making good decisions in life. Subscribe now and anywhere that podcasts are available. Bye. I'm going to go back to cuddling from a blankie. Ladies and gentlemen, it's HodgePodge time. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. All right. On the podcast today, episode number 129, it is Corey Bates. This guy's legit. He is in Thunderstruck, America's ACDC tribute band. They sing all songs ACDC from deep album cuts to the uh, Highway to Hell, whatever you want to hear, they'll play it. And this guy comes on today and he talks with me about that. He talks about why he started listening to ACDC, why ACDC is his favorite band, why he joined the band. You know, he takes he, he's, he's a guitarist so he takes the place of Angus and he talks about that. We also talk really about how do they match their moves move to move from the original ACDC and he talks uh, <laughs> seeing them live in concert and hearing Axl Rose sing uh, Brian Johnson's spot. So here is episode 129, Corey Bates from Thunderstruck America's ACDC Tribute Band, right now. Hey, Corey, how you doing, man? Hey, Dylan, I'm doing all right, buddy. Cool, so um, I figured we'd just jump right into it if you want to. That's cool. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm down for whatever right now. We're just cruising on the road. I think right now we're somewhere in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So I usually book these for about um, maybe 30 to 60 minutes. Sometimes they last shorter. Sometimes they last a little longer. Just to let you know how it works. Um, so you are Corey Bates, and you are in an ACD cover band. Correct. So talk about, I didn't have no time at all, which is no problem, dude. I, I love jumping on an interview whenever I'm available. Didn't have no time to um, take notes, so I actually have no idea about you, just that you are in an ACD cover band. So talk about the name of the band and all that, how you came to All right, well, uh, the name of the band is Thunderstruck, uh, America's ACDC. We call ourselves, um, this band in itself, I've actually just joined it permanently, uh, I'm going on my year anniversary here, actually, uh, in the end of August. Sure. Uh, but these guys themselves, they've been doing it, some of them have been doing it as long as me, I've been doing this ACDC tribute thing now for, uh, close to 10 years now, I started doing it when I was 15, and now I'm 24. Uh, I started way back when I was 15 with my dad. My dad and I started our own ATDC tribute band down wow. in Florida. You know, yeah, I was seeing people, I was seeing all these guys on YouTube doing it. Yeah, I was like, I could do that, but I think I could do it better. <laughs> and so uh, I sort of picked up the guitar when I was 14 or so. Uh, 
taught myself guitar for the most part because my dad ended up teaching me drums when I was when I was ten. Sure. And uh, I played drums in middle school for about three years before I really learned to play guitar, which was around eighth, eighth grade, freshman year of high school. Right. And um, so yeah, it's kind of gone from there. I had my own band in Florida. Um, I've worked with other various ACDC tribute bands because there are a lot. There's a lot out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some good, some bad, you know, unfortunately. But the good comes the bad. Um, These guys ended up needing my help about three years ago. Um, They ran into some some issues with their their Angus at the time. And uh, the singer of the band, Dave Moody, I was looking for a replacement, and uh, he actually ended up contacting some some manager of a tribute band agency down in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, who then pointed his finger towards me, and he said, give me a call. That was about three years ago, so I was just a fill-in. Uh, at the time, I was still going to college, getting my bachelor's degree down in Florida, and uh, I couldn't take the job with these guys full-time, and... The guy who I ended up replacing then came back, and they played with him then for about another year or so. I graduated, moved to Atlanta. Uh, long story short, uh, last year Dave called me again, offering me the job, and I said, "Sure, I'll take it." So here I am. Right. So obviously, if you're in an ACDC um, tribute band, you're a big fan of ACDC. <laughs> Correct. That's my secret to the. It's my secret to the gig is right. ACDC is my favorite band. Right. Um, if, if I didn't love the music as much as I do, I probably wouldn't be able to do the show the way sure. I do it. So you um you take the role of Angus, correct? Is that right? Yep, I got the role of the madman known as Angus Young. Yes, right, sir. You, you got the shorts, you got the uh, the button up and the suit. So um, what, yep, I got I got the whole the whole velvet suit. <laughs> so is that um, how can I ask this? Was he your favorite, or are you just taking his role because you play guitar? How how did that work? Um, that's a, funny you asking that question. Um, my to say my favorite ACDC member that's a really tough one. I'm actually a huge show and I love I love the sound of Bill's drums. In, within right. the ACDC rhythm section, you know, Phil, Bill Rudd, Malcolm Young, and, and Cliff Williams, to me, those are the three most important parts in in that band. Mm-hmm. So honestly, if I had to, if I had to pick my favorite instrument within ACDC, I would probably pick the drums, believe it or not. But um, the, to, 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 to say I have a favorite member, honestly, I'd probably pick Brian Johnson. My favorite right, member. Right, right. Because every, everything I see with Brian Johnson, interviews, the TV, and just personality-wise, he just seems like a cool dude, and he's hysterical. Well, sure, for him to be um, the lead, the lead singer, and he, I've I've heard some weird stories about ACDC, and Brian Johnson was being one of the being the spotlight of it. I think him and um, Angus Young would probably be the um, backbone between it because you wouldn't have the craziness that Angus played on the guitar and you wouldn't have the vocals like Brian Johnson. I don't think they would have been as successful. Correct. I don't don't disagree with you there. Um, I mean, after Bon Scott died, uh, Brian Johnson probably was 
was kind of like a savior in a way. I mean, he had his own style, but it fit the band so well that it was able to keep the guys going. And of course, they came out with Back in Black in 1980. Sure. Was, and still is, if not the biggest rock and roll selling album ever. Um, and uh, I think he was able to keep the band up throughout the whole 80s, you know, because the 80s went through all that metal stuff. And then you had Priest, you had Molly Crew, you, mm-hmm. you had Guns N' Roses, you had your first experience with music do you remember um yes okay. uh my first experience was probably uh out of all things at a church i played uh drums in in my in my church band i okay. went to a private middle school and my dad was the music teacher music director he ran the church band and whatnot and just he taught me how to play drums he he brought me into the church and play drums a few times during church service and whatnot. So that was probably my first musical experience, you know, and I had some buddies then within, within my middle school who were learning other instruments because my dad kind of put together like this middle school band in a way where I was the drummer, my buddy was a bass player, and my other friend played the guitar, my other friend was a singer. So then we created our own kind of rock cover band within our middle school. Where we would sure. play like the talent shows and things. Sure. I, so, going back now to um, ACDC, what, because Bon Scott was unable to see the release of Back in Black before he pa- uh, shortly passed away. Um, do you do you believe the conspiracy around the death of Bon Scott, or do you think it, he, he, he died of what they said, alcohol poisoning? Or they, a heroin they say he died, of, a, um, of a heroin overdose, I mean, really, but... Yeah, but, there's, there's separate main stories, and you've just mentioned both of them. Um, honestly, I don't really try to dwell on it, uh, okay. not to mention it was way before my time. Um, if, if I had to say, um, I would just stick with whatever's the truth. I mean, right. no matter how he died, he's dead, unfortunately. Sure. Um, uh, you never will never get to see, you know, what could have happened if he had survived. Because I know ACDC was going back in the studio around that time, from what I've been told in the history books and stuff. But uh, the, to say I believe in a conspiracy around his death, uh, I would say no. I, I mean, I believe what's been said already. But if there is, if there is something different, uh, not much we can do about it now, unfortunately. Right. So. When you joined um, Thunderstroke America's ACDC, what were you? How were you feeling? Were you excited? Were you nervous? Or was it, were you anxious? How 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 were you feeling? Um, it was a it was a mix of emotions because I've never really joined a band that's on okay. this level. Um, at the time, I was living in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I had my own apartment. I was working. 45 hours a week, you know, just a regular retail job. 
But I was also playing in a band um, on the weekends then, uh, which was an ACDC tribute band. They were called Back in Black. And so um, when I got the call from Dave um, offering me the gig, I sort of had to think about it, you know, at first, because I had to leave my job. Um, I had to leave the other band I was in. So I kind of had to wipe everything clean slate, and I was stuck with this apartment here. So I knew I had bills I had to pay because right. uh, I live alone and stuff. Um, but luckily, my lease to my apartment was ending around the time Dave gave me a call to take a job. So, mm-hmm. you know, I talked to my parents, and my parents said I should go and do it because I was only 23 at the time. I was only 24. Right. And, uh, you know, I was nervous, but after I took it, I got pretty excited. But I still am excited. You know, it's pretty cool. Like, right now, we're driving to Rapid City, South Dakota, for a show tomorrow. I've never been to South Dakota. Cool experience. We're gonna go see Mount Rushmore tomorrow. So I'm getting nice. to see getting to see the country while I get to play ACDC music. People will enjoy it. It's great. Can't complain. So, do people? I don't. Don't really know. I'm just gonna ask. Do do people complain because you guys are a memorial, um, like a memorial band or like a cover band of ACDC, do they complain like, why don't we get the real ACDC here? You guys aren't the real ACDC. You know what I mean? Well, it, it, it's funny. Um, sometimes we do get people, you know, they don't really come up to us in person, but we get people on our, on our Facebook. Right. But sometimes they think like they don't support tribute bands or they don't support cover bands. And, you know, it's understandable. Mm. Uh, you can't, you can't, disagree with sometimes the reasoning which is you gotta get new music out there you should be promoting new bands not sure. all these bands that are from four, four years ago and whatnot you know which is which is understandable but at the same time people still want to hear this music and um and so when we do go out people do actually come up to us and they I mean I disagree I, I don't think we're as good at the real thing but people yeah. come up to us and say we're better than the real APDC you know, um, well, that, that, I don't that think my playing nowhere near as good as Angus Young, but um, <laughs> we have folks who feel that way, and, and some who do feel tribute bands should disappear. Right. Goes both ways. Well, that's one reason how their legacy kind of lives on, even though they're not they're not all dead. But that's really how their legacy lives on is by tribute bands and by people doing covers and. You know, the music are in movies and TV shows, and young kids now are not going to know what ACDC was without you guys right. and all that. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of the way we look at it. You know, mm-hmm. we just try to just try to do do the energy and the, and the show justice, which is very hard to match. Um, it's very hard to match with the original kid, especially in their prime. You know, mm-hmm. ACDC back in their prime when when they were all my age, 25, 30 years old. Those those guys were a force to be reckoned with, and that's why they got so big, in my opinion. So, and um, I don't think we, we we come close to prime ACDC. Well, if you did, man, that would kind of be a tough pill to swallow because I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I would want to be bigger than the ACDC because if you did... Then man, you got a long life ahead. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So you're 25. I'm 21. We're, so we're close to the same age. I have never seen ACDC in concert. Um, have you ever seen them live at all? 
Uh, I've actually seen, well, I've seen the Axl Rose show twice. Okay. Um, so I, I wouldn't really call that ACDC, I call that Axl DC. <laughs> I saw <laughs> Angus Young and Axl Rose. Right. The accompaniment of Cliff Williams and Stevie and Chris Slade. But, um, I didn't get to see the actual Back in Black tour lineup, which was Malcolm, Bill, Cliff, Brian, right. and Angus, uh, when I was. I think I was in seventh grade on the Black Ice Tour. Um, that was in 2010. Sure. I had to cry and moan my way for tickets for my parents who couldn't afford them at the time. But because I cried so much as a seven-year-old little boy, yeah. my dad, my mom finally dug into their wallets and bought me ACDC tickets, and we went to see him on that tour. And uh, as a as a young boy, I kind of really, really the two things that really stuck out to me the most as a, as a kid was the duck walk, watching Angus Young duck walk across the stage, and then Angus Young taking his clothes off. <laughs> I mean, uh, the strip, the strip tease portion of the show really stuck with me as a kid, and I was like, why did that, why did he do that, you know, it's kind of like a, a thing, because at the time I was a novice ACDC fan, I didn't quite know what to expect. So, which one was better, Brian Johnson or Axl Rose? Uh, oh, you can't, you can't beat Brian Johnson. Exactly. The, guy, the, the, the thing about Brian, I mean, he, he's, he's getting old, of course, but I still think he's great. I think he has a great blues voice. Um, I mean, of course, he's got some wear and tear to him, but I wouldn't say it hurts me listening to him. Well, um, I mean, the thing with Axl Rose... Axl did. I mean, I give Axl some... Some respect though, because he came in and he actually—I felt he tore—I he tore it up. I, I mean, listening to him some Thunderstruck was killer, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and all that Brian Johnson stuff—I don't think he sounded too great on the Bond Cat stuff. He's okay, but the Brian Johnson stuff—I thought he blew that stuff out of the park. That was definitely his rage, his ballpark. Well, the thing about Axe Rose is, if I was watching him perform ACDC, I think I'd just be watching Guns N' Roses do a cover. Yeah, that's, that's how some of my bandmates feel. Some of my bandmates were real big fans of it, you know, so. Now, I'm not, I, them. personally, I'm not an ACDC fanatic. Now, I listen to their music, but I'm not one to listen to whole records. Um, so, my favorite song of ACDC, this is, this is hated a lot. Because it wasn't that big of a hit, but mine, I really like. It's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll, um, mm -hmm. what what would be your favorite uh, ACDC song? Favorite song or songs in general? I don't know if I could. Um, <laughs> God, ACDC for me, it's it's kind of split into two eras. Okay. Uh, I got the I could probably do a top ten Bon Scott era and a top ten Brian, but. They're down to just one song with those eras. Um, it would probably be near impossible for me. I mean, my favorite album is, is the Power Ridge album. Um, right from uh, the, the one with Bon Scott. Bon what, was it? what was it? Yeah. 1978? Yeah, 1978, I think. Yeah, 
was yep. released? Came out around that time, yeah. It's got Rock and Roll Day Nation, Gone to the City, uh, To My Neck and You, uh, What's Next to the Moon, uh, Give Me a Bullet. Uh, yeah, those killer yeah. tunes. I just, I just love the, I love the song material on that one, and then the grooves are great. Um, there's just so much going in that record that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say I don't also enjoy Ball Breaker right, or uh, right. or those about to rock. You know, when it comes to Brian Johnson, I love, I love listening to for those about to rock. You know, the right. old good stuff, COD will walk. Night of the Long Knives, uh, Spellbound, No Balls, all that's great to me. Love it all. Now, what I... Future Thrills, I'm back in black, another favorite. (laughs) What I do enjoy is um, they released a live album back in the late 70s, uh, If You Want Blood, You've Got It. Um, Yeah. Because because it showed a different side of ACDC. it showed how they do their shows, how bad a they can be, and just how they don't—they just didn't give crap. You know what I mean? They—they they just didn't care what they did, what they said, how they played. Yeah, that's a killer live record. Actually, that one's my one of my buddy's favorite ACDC album. Mm. Um, as far as I know, it's a hundred percent live. I think I—I I think you read somewhere that there was a few uh, vocal re-recordings. Yeah. But, um, and also a whole lot of Rosie I heard on that record is actually studio outtake. But aside from those two notes, um, I've been told it's an entire live album. I wish there was a live DVD attached to it. I know there's live footage, but I wish there was like official whole live DVD that could go with that album because, you know, opening with Riff Rap is never a bad idea. <laughs> right. Riff Rap is a killer opener song and, and closing with Let There Be Rock is also never a bad idea either. You got Rocker, Angus goes out into the crowd during Rocker. You got High Voltage, Killer Breakdown in High Voltage. There's a lot of good stuff in that one. Problem Child. Mm-hmm. So, what um, what struck you towards the band? Like, was there another? I mean, obviously, there's been more ACDC um, tribute bands and cover bands. What what drew you to Thunderstruck? Um. Well, I never, I never really actually discovered them as Thunderstruck because this band in itself actually had two other forms before I joined it. Okay. Um, one was they, I think they were originally called Bonfire. Then they went from Bonfire to Riff Raff, and then after Riff Raff, um, they they went through that name for a while, and uh, then they had some lineup changes and. Uh, and then it became Thunderstruck, which is what it is now. And um, I never really heard of them as Thunderstruck, so I never really approached them as Thunderstruck. I think the only time I ever discovered these guys was when they were with rap. Sure. Um, they, had, they had some videos on YouTube of them playing live, and I saw those videos. And at the time, their lineup consisted of uh, someone named Justin Manley, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Alan Wheatley, uh, Bobby Stamper, and then the only two guys in that lineup who are still on the band are Kevin Feller, who does Malcolm, and uh, Chris Jones, who plays Bates, he does Bullet. Mm-hmm. So, so um, they really approached me. I never, I never really had to approach these guys when the time actually came. You know, like I said, uh, Dave 
Dave ended up finding me um, through just contact. So. I understand. So, do, before a show, like, um, do you guys have every movement that each member has done down to a T? Like, do you watch videos and say, okay, we have to at least try this. I have to get down on my knees and be flexible <laughs> on my back and play the guitar. Like, 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 do, do you watch videos and say, okay, we got to be like that, or are you just trying to be yourself playing ACDC songs? Um, that's where, that's where our band kind of differs from other tribute acts. Okay. Oddly enough, and I think that's why some people really do enjoy us and we're creating such a big following because there's a tad bit different than us in, in your uh, normal, your standard tribute band. Right. Um, I'm, I'm up there for the most part doing doing what Angus does. I'm falling on the floor. I'm two foot tapping. I'm duck walking, headbanging the whole show. Right. Um, um, our, our, everybody kind of to the standard of ACDC where we're not going to go up there and do kiss moves we're not going to go up there and, right. and turn it into just like our own show but right. we do have a we do have like a standard where our bass player and our rhythm guitar player are going to go they're going to finger back us and they're going to go back to the Marshalls which is what Cliff and Malcolm do but we don't we don't really strict we're not too strict on the sticking to the ACDC show because you know our singer Dave has his own things that he does in our show um, he just thinks where it brings up kids, you know, we bring up kids and we, and you know, people love it, you know, it's all, we kind of approach it like it's a party, you know, it's a rock and roll party in a way, where we, where we're putting on an ACDC show within the party, mm-hmm. you know, but we also like to make the audience part of the show, and that's something that uh, our front man Dave does pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, so it is a tad bit different. We don't, we don't really sit... We don't really sit back there and go, oh, we got to be doing this because Malcolm Young is doing right. this uh, yeah. during this show. And, oh, Chris, you got to be doing this because Cliff is doing this during that show. You know, it, we don't really stress to a tribute band at that point. You know, we do we do approach it like professionals, and we do we do stay true to, to what ACDC did, but we do differ a little bit, yes. There's a tad bit difference between us and, and what ACDC actually does. I think if you would match move to move of what each one did, I would find it boring, not in a bad way, but just be like, okay, these guys are trying too hard to be like ACDC. That makes sense. Right. Right. So, you know, and then that's, that's, that's kind of why we do things a little bit differently, you know, because it, some people do like to see something a little bit different, not, not mm-hmm. too much to the bone, you know, like to see mm-hmm. some something spontaneous sometimes and so we do try to change things up every night you know try to keep it fresh as much as we can right so is there when you when you when, um, how, how you guys play what 90 minutes that's usually what a thing is well how long do you guys play like let's say if you're just playing uh at a venue like let's say i got your website pulled up you're playing at main street square tomorrow night in rapid city south dakota uh um, yep. so how long would that that set last um, we usually do, it, it, it usually falls in between 90 to, to two hours, our standard, but if, if, if time isn't a restraint and we don't have to drive 10 hours through the night yeah. and everybody's having a good time and uh, we're having a party, then sometimes we've gone on well over two hours while we're playing for two mm-hmm. hours, 30 minutes, two hours, 15 minutes, you know, we do three or four encores. 
And uh, the people want it, we usually give it to them. So, are you guys just playing the singles from ACDC's albums, or are you playing some album, some deep album cuts? Uh, we do it all, really. Okay. Um, there is there is about there's about twelve songs that we always got to do. You know, just right. as ACDC has always done them, and people love them. Like mm-hmm. stuff like uh, Dirty Deeds, TNT. You yeah. mentioned one, The Long Way to the Top. If you want to rock and roll. Um, Hell's Bells, Back in Black, Thunderstruck, you know, there's just so many. They've got so many singles, it's insane. So it does make it hard to sometimes cut into the deep cuts, but actually as of recently, we started squeezing some some more and more stuff in there. Mm. Uh, we started doing Livewire, which is great. We started doing Jailbreak, which is great. We started doing... Um, what else have we done? We've done... Uh, we're starting to Problem Child. We're getting to... Um, shot down a flame since then. You know, we 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 work in all these stuff, and our and our sets keep growing now. So we'll see. We're open to add more stuff because as as fans of ACDC, we sure do like to play some right. of those obscure songs mm-hmm. as often as we can. So, what do you guys do? You use do you have like one set list, or do you guys change it around every night? We got. We got the, there's, there's like a set list we got where if we're going to a new spot, we know if we hit them with this set that it's pretty deadly. There is, there is a set list we have formed, but when we're going to the same venues over um, a year's time, like some places book us two years, two, two times a year. Okay. So one show, we'll, we'll do something different, you know, than the other show. So we do mix it up depending on the venue. But uh, if we're going somewhere new, we usually have have a standard set that we feel really pushes people in the face. Right. So, what what do you guys like to open with? Because obviously you like to just hit the audience in the face at first and stun them and just be like, wow, okay, maybe I have to listen. And then you're going to have to, at the very end, just hit them and finally just knock them out and just be like, wow, that was killer. So what do you guys open with and close with? Do you guys... The, the opener is, as of right now, and ever since I've been working with these guys, it's always been Thunderstruck. Okay. Uh, the name of the band. Right. Um, we, we've tried different things, and Thunderstruck always seems to work best. So right now the opener is Thunderstruck, and the closer, um, we do for those about to rock. We get off stage, and if we have time for an encore, we usually encore with either a whole lot of Rosie if we haven't done it during the show. A high voltage, high voltage rock and roll. Mm-hmm. So, what is a big um, explosion from the crowd when you start to play it? Say that again. Uh, what, what is a big explosion from the crowd? Like when they hear the first guitar lick from a song. Which one is that? They just the song. When you start playing, it just explodes, and the crowd loves it. Um, the the big three is probably Thunderstruck. Uh, back in black, and you shook me all night long. Oh, also Highway to Hell. Highway, Highway to hell. hell actually gets a huge pop. Right. I I probably actually swap uh, uh, Thunderstruck with Highway to Hell. People usually no song ever gets the equivalent pop to Highway to Hell. Right. Amazingly, is not. You know, as many times as everybody has heard that song and probably sing along to it in their life. Whenever we go into Highway to Hell, the whole place comes to life. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it didn't say. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't know this because this was a couple years ago, but now I have I'm a big you know music nerd and I know all this music information and stuff that I shouldn't know for some reason like me and um, didn't realize that ACDC has a lot of songs in commercials and in movies more than a lot of people know about or think about yeah they do they've been in they've been in those Marvel movies I know like the director of Iron Man was a huge fan of ACDC right so they actually had a whole album come out dedicated to the Iron, Iron Man, Man movie 2. yeah Iron Man 2 yeah they, yeah, they had the full ACDC because I think that's it was all just the, like a greatest hits album in a way. But I think that's all the music that they played in Iron Man Two was just the strictly ACDC songs. Right. And so I loved how they took the Iron Man to Tony Stark and the oh my god I'm the biggest ACDC fan and then they just turned it into one big greatest hits album and they just and now it's a stable you have to have ACDC in Marvel movies now it, it's just just weird but this weird but great thing that they started. <laughs> I don't think there's any other band to be affiliated with superheroes than Little Five Foot Two Goblin. You know, <laughs> right, right. I think I think of, I think of any band should be a bunch of superheroes aside from Kiss, maybe. ACDC would be a good second choice. <laughs> right. Well, for Kiss, they stood out because of their makeup. Really, honestly, they stood out because of the makeup. But ACDC, I think they struck out because. Don't want to be this as a uh, as a non listener, but they struck people more as the devil, if that makes sense. And people are like, "Oh, what is this about?" <laughs> yeah, I can kind of see what you're saying. They they, they have a, a very natural, it's a very natural organic feeling that they would put out. In my opinion, you know, all the guys were just up there wearing jeans and t-shirts, aside yeah. from Angus, of course. Right, Angus was just. Wearing shorts and no shirt, sweating his balls off. So, and that was weird for me to see somebody playing an electric guitar with shorts because you always see them wearing pants or jeans or, or leather pants or something like that. So that that's really right. what struck out. It's like, oh, hey, shorts. Shorts doesn't belong with a guitar, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they struck they strike out kind of like. They kind of put their own twist on it, kind of like Motley Crue. Motley Crue put out their first album, and they used the um, the the Devil Star. I don't know what the the pentagram thing because they wanted to scare people. And I kind of right. think that's kind of how ACDC wanted to be, but they didn't want to scare them to a point where like, oh, I'm not gonna participate with this because they make great music that is still a part of this 21st century and is still part of 2019. Mm-hmm. And I, I I've always looked at them uh, kind of kind of as like a joke in a way. Yeah. Um, watching all the ACDC uh, footage, if you, if you actually go and you watch some of the interviews with Cabangas or with Bon or with any of the guys really in ACDC, you know they're all just having good times. And uh, when Angus does that whole devil thing, you know. It, yeah. Kind of, it's with a smirk. He's always doing it with a smirk on his face. And you know, right before he does that, he takes his clothes off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, he it, it, it goes from being a stripper to being the devil. It's kind of, kind of like a two-way street. And you know, that's kind of weird and, because Angus will take his clothes off and will just 
either be naked or, 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 or in his underwear, depending on what venue he's in. But also, it kind of strikes with Alice Cooper. Um, I'm not a big Alice Cooper listener, but I did um, know one time where he uh, took a dump on stage and then turned around and put his face in and ate it. So them two kind of have a, oh, I'm going to get the crowd rolling. That makes sense. Yeah. Cooper, Cooper and Angus are good uh comparison. Yeah, definitely. I can see I can see why you made that comparison. Right. So before we get off here, man, we're going on about forty minutes close to it. Um I don't wanna disrespect the band or A C D C but this wouldn't be a music podcast if I didn't ask this. What is what are some more bands that you listen to? Because obviously your your favorite band of all times obviously A C D C because you're in a tribute band. But like yeah. I, I love Aerosmith. That's my favorite band of all time. And, okay. And, and Aerosmith's not bad. I like Aerosmith. I dig Aerosmith. And I'm, I, I, I like quite a, uh, I wouldn't say a vast variety. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm actually getting into heavier music. I'm trying to get into Slipknot. Okay. Uh, um, my brother turned me on to a band called Sabaton. Um, they're out of like Sweden. They're kind of like a melodic uh, Swedish Viking metal band. Okay. It's really good stuff, you know. They they write a lot of songs about history and war and stuff. Right. Um, I'm also I we talked about Kiss. I love Kiss. I love the Boo Fighters. Right. I love Motorhead. I love Metallica. Uh, I'm, I'm a punk fan. My dad turned me on to the Ramones. So I like the Ramones. I like Social Distortion. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Van Halen. Uh, I don't even I wouldn't even say I hate the Van Hagar stuff too. Van Hagar is good. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too picky when it comes to music, you know. If it's got a good pocket, if it's got a good groove, right? Um, right up my alley. Um, one of my favorite bands right now is a band called Rival Sun. Um, I'm a huge Rival Sons fan. Uh, they just came out with a new record last year called uh, Feral Roots. Okay. Uh, Killer band. If you haven't checked them out, I highly suggest you do. Uh, so. So I- yeah, I mean. Uh, it, so I've always wondered this. Um, let's say you guys put out an album, even though you put it out. Let's say, let's say you title it Thunderstruck, Thunderstruck, America's ACDC tribute band. You, you self-title it, and yeah. you put out. Obviously, you're going to put out ACDC songs. How would you put out an album? Because obviously, you're going to have to get copyright purposes. You're going to have to because you, you, you're not going to make any money from the album. Because it's all going to right. go to who wrote the ACDC song. So how would you go upon right. getting copyright um, to record a song? Because I don't even know if you have to get copyright or you just record it and just don't get no pay from it. Actually, our our, uh, our stage manager uh, discovered something recently. I think there's a company on our website. It was called DistroKid. Okay. Um, where you could upload covers of tunes, but... Uh, as you're uploading it, you're paying a fee, and the fee you pay, I think, is attached to the copyright. Okay. And whatnot, but when you upload the when you upload uh, a cover or, or whatnot, you just can't you can't mention the band in the song or, or, or something like that. Okay. It, it, it's tricky. I mean, honestly, uh, doing this doing this tribute band thing, it's right. not really about selling music. No, no. Um, it's more about the live concerts. Mm. Uh, I don't. I don't think we have any plans to go and record an actual album, you know, covers of any kind. So um, I wouldn't even say we're, we're kind of 
we have looked into it, you know, because we do record some of our shows. We have some multi-tracks here. You know, hey, maybe we can put these out to our fans, you know, if anybody wants to download a live recording of us at in Louisville, Kentucky, playing a festival, or us right. at the Mercury Ballroom in Louisville, or, or we're going to the Surf Ballroom here in Clear Lake, Iowa this weekend, you know, we get multi-tracks there if anybody wants to hear what we sounded like that night. Um, we have talked about, you know, uploading these live tracks, but we haven't really we haven't really done it yet, and we haven't looked into it enough yet, I think, to go about doing it. Mm-hmm. So we're not quite, I, I, I can't really give you a, a good enough answer to that question, unfortunately. No, it's cool. I would imagine it, I would imagine if we did look into it, I can't imagine there being too much money in it, but you never know. I mean, it, uh, uh, for all I know, maybe there is a way around <laughs> legal rights. I don't know, but it's something that we're not really worried about. Right. So, is this a full-time job for you, or you have another job on the side, or...? It is actually a full-time job for me. So, um, when I when I joined these guys, like I said, my lease ran up in my apartment in Atlanta. Yeah. So, I ditched my apartment, and um, I'm kind of living in and out of a room in Atlanta. I'm renting a room with uh, one of my buddies, and I also stay with our room guitar player here at... Uh, Kevin Feller, <laughs> they would have met his house. So I'm in and out of Atlanta and Louisville, but uh, this is the only thing I'm doing, and I'm about to uh, get my own place in Nashville, Tennessee here shortly, right. because I, I, I found out that financially I'm able to support myself just doing this. You know, I'll probably get I'll probably get a part-time job on the side, you know, just to make some extra cash and, and, you know, get out of the house when we're not on the road for the first two or three days in a week, but... Mm-hmm. It is. It is a very, very, very good job for me right now. You know, not all the guys in the band are able to do it full time. Right. Um, our drummer still works full time. Our bass player still works full time. Um, our our singer Dave, I think he kind of just works. He has a job where he can work when he wants to, in a way. Mm-hmm. So those three guys still do. They'll do jobs, but between myself and our rhythm guitar player Kevin, we this is our only job. So I don't want to get too personal here, but you got you said you made pretty good. So how much would you usually charge for a show? If you don't want to say, you just do, you don't have to answer. But I was just curious. Um, I mean that's it's 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 a, that's another very variable question. You know, it depends where we got to go. Um, depends what our week already looks like. Um, so the really that a lot of that depends on travel. You know, travel involved. So I can't really give you an honest answer. Um, we've done everything from 2000 to 10000 you know, that does anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, so I, that, that's too big of a stretch. It's a, that's a broad, broad question for me to answer there. All right. So today they will be, at, or tomorrow night, they'll be at Main Street Square, Rapid City, South Dakota. The 19th, they'll be at Surf Ballroom Museum, Clear Lake, Iowa. The yeah. 20th, Arnold's Park in Okaboji, Iowa. Um, you can go find all the details at thunderstruckus.com slash tour. Uh, man, I appreciate you being on here, uh, Corey. Uh, it was a pleasure having you, and I love talking music, and that's really what this podcast was just about, music, and I loved it. Of course, Dylan. Yeah, man, I appreciate you calling me. I'm always down to talk about ACDC and music. <laughs> <laughs>